You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Just trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. The X-Men. Once an obscure comic book loved by a group of devoted fans now a profitable franchise with fans around the globe it doesn't matter if your exposure to marvel's mary mutants came from comic book pages trading cards action figures animation or feature films their impact is still the same uncanny join in on a not so private conversation as we reminisce over the who's the what's the why's and the seriously's when it comes to the mutant side of Marvel Comics as we explore our experiences with the X-Men. Welcome everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes to another edition of my Big Fat Pull List. I am your host, Mr. X, across the table from me, Pistol Danger, and at the end of the table, Smurfy. I just want to say how proud I am of you. In the show notes, you have X- and experiences, but you didn't really enunciate them as such, and I applaud you for that for not falling into the X trap. Well, yeah, I, I didn't like want to. Did. I didn't want it to be too obvious, you know and what? I'm glad you appreciated it. It yeah, was I excellent. Got it. <laughs> See, that's what we're trying not oh. to do. Well, you, if you haven't figured it out, we're going to be talking about the X Men. Oh, what, Mister X? You're going to talk about the X Men? Well, yes. It's not just me though. It's all of us. It's me. It's Pistol. It's Smurfy. We're going to talk about our experiences with the X Men. Now, there are a handful of episodes from our very first volume of this podcast where we dive into X Men lore. Uh, there's an episode where the two of you kind of just pick my brain randomly. About X-Men stuff. There's an episode exclusively about Maggot. Yes, yes. There is a Most Wanted on on the greatest character, mutant character ever, yeah. Maggot. Gone but not forgotten. Gone but... He, he's, no, he's he's, he's actually oh, alive. Oh, he's back in it. No, no, so now gone it's, back. No, it's no. back but forgotten. Back oh, but, but yes, oh, because, the because he hasn't shown up in Hickman stuff. So he's back in we'll forgotten. We'll get to Hickman at okay. a later date. This right, is... right. So, so we're going to focus on just uh, a, a handful of things that we love about the X-Men and and we're not just talking about the comics specifically mm-hmm. but but the franchise itself so that that covers a lot of things but before we jump all the way into that let's get excited about yeah. our Patreon page okay That's right folks you need to head on over to our Patreon page you don't need to but we'd like you to we're asking We've actually had people pick up books based on our recommendations. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, people are listening. Yes, and I've uploaded two things to our Patreon that are just kind of exclusive to Patreon, and then Smurfy and I are actually going to be diving into the Fast and Furious series. Oh, God, how many how many movies the fra- are there? The there? franchise, the spinoffs or not spinoffs? 
all of it. Let's not count. There will be twelve. N- there will be nine Teen. coming out. Nine total coming out this summer, and then the spinoff of Hobbs and Shaw. So technically ten. Total. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw is getting. Wait a minute. So Hobbs there's a spin-off. a spinoff. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, Hobbs and Shaw. Is a spinoff. Yes. And if you'd like to know why it's a spinoff, tune into our Patreon because we will be discussing why it is a spinoff. That is some deep diving into some pop culture. So if that interests you and, you know, if you want to join because the tiers are amazing and you can, one, choose an episode if you yeah. like. Yeah. You can be in an episode if you like. You can get a sweet t-shirt, which we promise we totally have and we're probably wearing right now at the time of this recording. It's the only thing I'm wearing. <laughs> this is very awkward for me, and we won't make eye contact. Please head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list podcast. First exposure to the X-Men. Now, again, there's not a long list of topics that we're going to cover for this particular episode. And because I am Mr. X, I'm going to go last. Sure. Because I probably will pontificate and monologue quite a bit. But I will try. Ramble. Yes. I never ramble. Mm. And if I do, it gets edited out. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, editor. I want to ask Pistol, what was your first exposure to the X-Men. So I want to believe that it was comics. Okay. However, the most lasting impression I have as a youth is from the 90s cartoon. Mm. I couldn't tell you the first comic I picked up until after I remember the 90s cartoon. Do you okay. understand what I'm yeah, saying? No, no, no. Yeah, I get it. So that would probably be, I would say, comics. Originally, when you read a comic without anything, you put voices to the person. Right, right. So originally, I probably didn't have voices until... I heard the 90s, mm-hmm. and then with the pride of X-Men, you know, That's, I didn't really change yeah, the voices in my head. Really? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Australian I, I Wolverine. I don't mean an Australian Wolverine. Wow. <laughs> it was so bad. It, it was. Oh. Are you, wait, but it was a cartoon? Uh, yeah, yes. it's the original cartoon that, uh, that, that oh. there was only a pilot that was created. Huh. Yeah. It's called no Pride of the X-Men because instead of like the 90s had yeah. Jubilee as your character that the audience related to right. it was kitty pride yeah okay she was just discovering her powers yeah. hmm. and she actually meets the x-men in a danger room scenario hmm. yeah. the danger room is much different here i feel it's like more practical danger. yes because the original danger room was more practical it right. wasn't until they started integrating shiar technology that they had the hard light holograms. Mm-hmm. So it was all pistons and swinging boulders and, and stuff like things. that. Smashy things. Smash, like smashy smashy that's things. exactly what it's called in, in the control room. Yeah. Smashy things. Mm-hmm. That's the, the button. button. Press the button it's for smashy things. Term. Yeah. Right. So mine would be cartoons. But the first and lasting comic that I remember as a kid is always going to be God Loves Man Kills. Mm. Yeah. Which is actually getting ready to have a... Essentially, a director's cut release with new stuff added to it. Yeah, Chris Claremont. Okay. Has yeah, it's, it, I I don't know what to expect from it, mm-hmm. but I will definitely be checking it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up because mm-hmm. I too I too believe that uh, God loves man kills is one of the best X Men stories and long lasting mm-hmm. X Men stories. Even though a lot of people still don't know that it exists, especially a lot of new fans. But they've seen bits of it in different mediums. Oh, yeah. Seen. Oh, yeah. So I am interested to see this. And if it goes poorly, 
Don't worry, Chris Claremont. <laughs> we will take you to task on this podcast. Smurfy, what about you? What was your first exposure to the X-Men? Uh, Three-way tie, because it all happened the same year. Cartoon, toys, comics. Mm, okay. So what all it right. was was back when uh, it used to be on Saturdays at like 1030 yeah. on, on Channel 30. Uh, I was in grade school, and my brother, who's older than me, collected the comics and had some of the toys. So I'd see the cartoon... And then try to sneak into his room to look at the comics and see the action figures. Now, he was one of those okay. guys, like, the figures were still, like, all in pristine condition, still in the box, in a shoebox, hidden in his closet. Right. Ugh, but he why? had, like, Colossus. He had Wolverine. And he even had uh, one Wolverine issue, which I remember the cover, but I don't remember the number of it. And that's what made me go, I want more. Mm. Actually, so. now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might have been toys. Because I remember, it- at the time, there were pound puppies. Yep. And I collected, I collect as a child. I like to get the Still. pound puppies, but I like to get the X Men because they all have action features. Yeah, Colossus yeah. Lifted, lifted something. Lifted. Well, Wolverine's Wolverine claws. Had the, well, Wolverine's claws came out, but he had the twist. Yeah, twist uh, Magneto shot. had the spark. Cable had the kung fu grip. Uh, that was a li- much later series, but it yes. was. Oh, yes. was. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, you're right. So you're honestly, right. Nightcrawler though had the. Um, or no, Cyclops had that really weird like thing in like, front of him. Yeah, and, and he had like lit up visor. Factor yeah, Cyclops. and you hit the back of it. And the white like, and blue, blue. Yeah. Uh, right. uniform. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Archangel had like the little things that you would easily lose, the little missiles. Oh yeah. I think yeah. that was a later line too. But yeah, I, I'll actually have to amend what I said. Good call, Smurfy. Yep. Toys. Toys. I remember keeping them with my pound puppies. Because it was like, it was like it was all three. Because it was like mm-hmm. every Saturday I watched cartoon before I go to the soccer games or when I got back from soccer games, and then my brother had the comics and the toys. So that's when I was like, I want them. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it was actually the uh, the Marvel trading cards. Okay. Okay. The nineties. Uh, it was either the eighty nine or the nineties series. So series one or series two that introduced me. Well, it introduced me to the majority of the Marvel universe, but the X Men specifically. So these cards, the cards that dealt with the X-Men, this is still back comic book-wise when you had the Uncanny X-Men team, there was the X-Factor team, which was the original five X-Men. Right. You had the New Mutants, at that point in time being led by Cable, and you had Excalibur, who were the mutants over in Great Britain. Jolly old England. Were these, yeah. the, were these the cards that the border was like red and blue? Like it was like mainly blue and had like red stripes going across uh, it? Possibly. Because those the ones I remember, there was that. And if you flipped it over, it would give you like a graph of like their the power. Stats yeah, their stuff. stats. Yeah. And a little yeah. bit of background of like where the guy was from. That's what introduced me to a lot of these cool characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got introduced to all those concepts and then the cartoon came out. Totally got hooked on the cartoon. I was already collecting Ninja Turtle comic books at the time. And because I, I, I see the X-Men and I know them from the cards and I'm like, wow, this is awesome, I started dabbling in picking up books. But I didn't know what I was really getting myself into. So it was just these random issues. Some of it was X-Men, some of it was X-Factor, some of it was X-Force. I, I didn't know exactly what I was collecting until a little bit later when I figured out, well, how comics really work. <laughs> The hook. We've talked about our first exposure, but what was the thing that hooked you? What grabbed you and said, oh my God, I have to know more about this? We'll keep the order going in the same way. So, I'll say the storytelling, whether it be the cartoons or the comics, I was always hooked to know what happens next. Mm, In in the cartoon, Morph dies. What happens next? Right, 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 yeah. Like, if you can take out one X-Men, because at the time... I didn't know Morph. 
So I assumed he was a mainstay character. Same here, yeah. yeah. So when he dies, I'm like, they're all expendable before there were the expendables. I was like, who? maybe Beast dies next episode because they capture him soon. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, who's going to go next? What's going to happen next? And, you know, that's literally the lifeblood of comics. Mm, yeah. What's happening what, what's next? What's next, yeah. Uh, it'd be that cover of Wolverine my brother had. Who's this guy with claws? I want to know more. And then you kick on the cartoon, and you're like, okay, I'm getting, beginning to get a little more. Now, I didn't know they had a whole team. I thought it was one guy. Now I want to know more about the whole team. I want to know more about Gambit. I want to know more about Cyclops. What gives them their powers? What can they do? Yeah, so that's kind of like I said, that cover just drew me in right away, where I'm like, who's yeah. this guy with claws? And if he's got claws, why is he wearing yellow and blue? Yet, why does he look so awesome? <laughs> so I just want to know more. For me, I would actually have to say the concept you can only get so much from reading the back of a card. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, these were superheroes that were born with their powers. All right, cool. Then you watch the cartoon and you realize, okay, mutants, even at a young age, because when that cartoon came out, I'm still pre-teen. I was great school. Like a tween, I guess, right. for, for me. I'm, I was just old enough to understand bigotry and hating somebody just because they were different. I, myself, was different i was a chubby kid and i had glasses and i had a weird sense of humor and i liked some weird things so i was always looked at and treated just a little bit differently except for my group of friends who were just as much awkward wackadoos as as i was so the concept of you could look normal but have this extraordinary power this ability that can allow you to do extraordinary things, yet normal people hated you for it. Mm -hmm. There was just something about that that really got to me. And then, of course, you know, as you get older and you you start to understand even more about the world and the history of what Stanley and Jack Kirby were doing with the original stuff, you're like, oh yeah, yes, this is this is all about this is about racism, right? This is about prejudice. Totally get it. But even as a young kid, I was like those concepts were not lost on me. Right. And I think that's what, yes, love the flashy costumes, love the superpowers, but just that idea that there was a group of quote-unquote superheroes that I could relate to. It's one of the reasons why I have not stopped collecting and, and absorbing anything X-Men related. Same thing. Being a chubby kid with glasses, got picked mm -hmm. on a lot, and you're like, oh, these guys are also kind of outcasts. Yeah. But they're cool outcasts. Right. I want to be a cool outcast, or maybe I could become a cool outcast. So I kind of give you a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know, yeah. these guys are so weird. Also, you're like, man, wish I had Cyclops' powers. I'd blast that kid in grade school through that fence. Oh, Sadly, man. I think if I was a mutant, I would be on the Brotherhood. You think so? Who would you be? Because I, I loved Magneto's ability. He it's was, like he nobody is going to stop me if I was. Even to this day, if somebody cuts me off in traffic. I will wave my hand and pretend that I'm Magneto just knocking his damn car right. out of the way. Yeah, murder, of course. Why exactly, you? murder, because yes. guess what? <laughs> ah. He cut me off. You're, you're, right. a, you're a bad guy, so it's allowed. That's, it, this is true. See? Ah. This is true. Shinked. How far down the rabbit hole did you go? I don't like the way you said you, but all right. Oh, man. Pardon the hell out of <sighs> me. Not terribly far as far as comics concerned, because as I previously mentioned, as a kid, I had a very not disposable income. Well, right, because we're, uh, we're children. And I mostly collected Spider-Man comics and mm -hmm. cards. Yeah. But 
I would try and collect Spider-Man cards and the Marvel Universe cards because at the time, my favorite series of cards were the picture cards where mm-hmm. they would build nine, uh, three by nines. Yeah, yeah. And they'd yeah. have the picture. I always tried to get the X-Men or uh, the Marvel Masterpiece set. Oh, oh that yeah, was good. beautiful. I love that Nightcrawler uh, yes. where it's like him mid-Banff. So that's kind of how I kept up with X-Men. Not really in the comic sense until mm. I could get more until later when I get more money. Right. But uh, I tried to keep up with them in the toys and uh, cards. So I was able to do that. And then obviously the cartoon is free. So I watched <laughs> the cartoon as much as possible. I remember getting the Pizza Hut in Chicago. Pizza Hut used to have the VHSs. Yeah. yeah and I was in Chicago mm. the first time it dropped. And I immediately made my aunt take me to a Pizza Hut to get the tape of the first one, because I remember it was all black with a red X on it. Uh-huh. I had that one. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I have it somewhere, too. I don't think it came with a toy. I think it was no, just, just the, that. Just the VHS. Just the VHS. Just the VHS. Four of them. Yeah. You could always find number one. Yeah. It's like I super hard to find two I think I four. Had, I think I had one, two, and four. Okay. Of course, mm, yeah. I, I, I think I only have one right now. I'd have to check. <laughs> I wasn't able to go down many rabbit holes as far as comics go, but if I saw something I liked, because I did go to the comic shop, I would pick it up. Obviously, I bought God Loves Man Kills. Oh, I have a storyline. I can't remember how it goes. I just remember the panel where the X-Men are faked dead for the millionth time. And you will probably remember this. And Jubilee is the only one that's been captured. And she knows they're not holograms because even though they're dead, Wolverine still reaches out to Jean. And I can't fucking remember what storyline that was where the X-Men die for whatever millionth time. That kind of sounds like the torture Bastion was putting her through during Operation Zero Tolerance. Yes, there it is, Zero Tolerance. Because I remember Bastion. That's Uh, why you're the... That's why I'm Mr. Mr. X. That's why he's Mm -hmm. Mr. X. Smurfy, what about you? Cartoons primarily. I also got into some of the cards, but again, being a kid with like you know not a lot of income, so wherever I get my hands on... Mm -hmm. Comic wise, I never knew where to jump in at. I feel like there was no good jumping like on point. I remember picking up X Men that number one that came out that like four page spread. I forget who uh, oh, the four covers yeah, were like four yeah, covers that, yeah. issue yes. issue one yeah. issue one right. Yeah, I remember uh, I remember kind of getting the X. I found it like a quarter bin, and I was like, okay, cool, this would be good jumping on point. Kind of wrong. No, uh, technically, it is a good jumping on point, but there is still so much history involved, right? Mm-hmm. that uh, some stuff is still a little confusing. It wasn't until I actually started working at the shop where I was like, okay, I'm just going to grab an issue. This is this is a jumping on point. Boom. Grab right. an issue. Yeah, there you go. Read yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. If I needed to backlog, I figured I could probably find it in trade. But that was it. So then I started reading. And it was right when they had uh, Juggernaut on the team. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I was like, you're, I'm in t- like 290s. We're talking about the Chuck Austin years. Yeah. So that's when I was just like, that's which, man jumping which on. Which there are a lot of fans of the comic books that hated Chuck I, Austin's run. I thought it was okay. I thought it was kind of cool. I don't think different. it's as bad as a lot of people. No, think I thought it was all right. Is. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of, I would call silliness now if you look back, but stories right. grabbed me. Right. Wanted me, wanted me to read more. That led to like the Shi'ar War or Shi'ar Empire where mm-hmm. they introduced oh, the like, rise Vulcan. and fall. Yeah, of, yeah that's of, it. Of the Shi'ar. Right. Empire, where they're like, yeah. oh, there's the third Summer's brother, which I thought was kind of silly, but it was kind of cool how they had him go off and. Well, they've been hinting at Vulcan. Yeah. They've been hinting at it for years. Well, yeah. Uh, Deadly Genesis. Yeah. We we learned that there was actually another group of X-Men between the original five and then the formation of the all-new, all-different team. Right. There was a secret group that 
quote-unquote died. They all died. Everybody was was mind-wiped to forget about it. Well, do you remember how he trained him? Xavier's like, I trained you in your mind. Yeah. So you just went through 30 years of training in It was essentially the Matrix. Days. He yeah. matrixed him. He, he downloaded all the Kung Fu. Yeah. I know Kung Fu. And he's like, now you guys can all go out as a team. Your first mission is to go here. Uh, save so. my original yeah, team. save my original team. <laughs> oh, damn, you're all oh, dead. Oh, they died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going but, it, but again, we make fun, but it, it was a great story. Yeah, it yeah. was really super fun to read. Like Charles. I said, that's when I hopped on. Well, for me, you know, I am Mr. X, so the rabbit hole, I haven't stopped falling down the rabbit hole. I started just picking up random issues of any X books that I could find. And then I would slowly be able to start putting them in some sort of numerical order. Then I realized, holy crap, there's about... 30 years of continuity <laughs> before all of this. So you just reminded me. I remember my very first X-Men book I got. It wasn't that number one. I got it from school for getting like good grades or be behaving or whatever. It was the Executioner song. I don't remember that or not. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the very first book I got for like behaving well in class. No other kid in school wanted it, and I was like, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> and so I got it. Kind of funny, because I actually had an issue of Excalibur taken away from me because... There was a character in it, Megan, yeah. who she was an elemental, an empath. I thought she was an elf. She had elf ears, but okay. she was actually a, a, an empathic metamorph. Okay. She could transform to make herself appealing to whoever she was with, mm. kind of a defense mechanism. Right. Uh, well, in this particular issue, she ended up getting naked at one point in time. Now, of course, they're not showing the nudity. Right. It's strategically placed now she's she's naked oh, and there's like, like clouds hair yeah, hair in okay. front of her breasts there's a bush <laughs> <laughs> wow we all got there at the yeah. same time <laughs> there was uh some foliage at her midriff but because you know it's elementary school and it's a half naked girl on a in a comic book i got the damn thing taken away from me did you ever get it back oh i didn't get it back from my teacher but i eventually got the <laughs> issue again we all know that guy <laughs> my thing was is that learning that there was all this other stuff i had i had to get it mm. and before this was when the internet existed but it was not readily available in every home that's like early 2000s no, no i'm talking about the early, early to mid 90s uh, yeah. i guess oh, yeah, sorry, the internet existed mm -hmm. you right. could get on it if you were at school or if saying. you were really so, yeah, rich and had late 90s yeah, dial the dial-up. Yeah. But still, dial-up still wasn't kind of a thing yet. It wasn't. Yeah. You weren't getting those discs to your house Dial-up was yet. more like call your neighbor so you guys could both play a game together. Right. Mm -hmm. My, for me, I was ordering out of the order form that showed up in comic books. Oh, got mm. I was ordering from Mile High Comics. So all of my allowance, and then as I got older, my, the money that I, I made from jobs went to ordering shit. That's actually how I got through the day. I kept on thinking, all right, today... I'm going to make about $80 by the time I get done. That right there will allow me to buy all these issues of Excalibur, all these issues of X-Factor, all these issues of New Mutants. Uh, eventually, I got such a huge collection, I had almost everything of everything. Wow. Uh, to a certain point where, where Uncanny X-Men is concerned, I had issue 150 on. And since then, I've, I've, I've made my way back. I actually lost my collection. I, I fell on some hard times, and I had to sell the majority of my collection off. I didn't get rid of the Uncanny, and I didn't get rid of the X-Men. 
And then I kept all of the corresponding tie-ins for the crossovers, but everything else I sold, I had to sell. I have since then built up my collection yet again, and it is bigger and stronger, and it grows. Like the phalanx. I am the rabbit hole. All right. Made it weird there at the end, but okay. Most satisfying experience with the X-Men. This one is hard, but I have to, if I have to give it to something, it has to be Wolverine and the X-Men. Wolverine's time as headmaster at the Jean Grey Academy. Okay, all right. That was, to me, the most absolute fun time to be an X-Men. Because eventually it would give us Spider-Man and the X-Men and right. brought around my favorite scene in all of comics. And Mr. X already knows where I'm going. It's Spider-Man and the students facing down with Sauron, who has made a DNA-changing ray that can turn people into dinosaurs. To which Spider-Man remarks, you can change DNA, you could cure cancer. And Sauron retorts with, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Yeah. And I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. It's it was so wacky. great. It was wacky. I first thought you were talking about the cartoon. You were talking about the comic. No, no, Sorry. yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, Cartoon's good, too. Yeah. It is, but I was like, I don't remember that scene in the cartoon. No, oh, yeah. but be. like the Wolverine and the X-Men run was also very fun. And you got to meet a lot of new characters, say with the old. I felt Wolverine and the X-Men was the natural progression of the X-Men if they were allowed to progress. Yeah. Yeah. And I the thought only thing, that was great. The only thing that I didn't agree with was how it all came about. That whole mm. schism thing. Yes. I, I thought it was a little out of character that Wolverine would be the one, no, let the kids be kids. Right. But, yeah. But you realize but, your, your race is dying. There's no sitting on the bench, even if you're a kid. Mm -hmm. I get what Cyclops was saying. Mm -hmm. Cyclops was a little bit but, but then it. also Cyclops was a little bit too militant for me as well. Right. It felt it, like it was they like should have almost been switched. Almost, in a way. But like to that point, I could see Wolverine as someone who was bred to be a weapon from age, Jesus, 500, whatever. Yeah. Right. To be like, you know what? No. I'm tired of militarizing these kids. It Let's happened give to me. Let's these kids some normalcy. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I could, so I could agree with that portion of it. But yeah, it, it falls in the same thing as Civil War. You took two characters and you had to put them at the extremes to be opposed to each yeah. other. And it was just like, eh. Those, yeah. those are my problems why I didn't read those stories because <laughs> I was like, I don't agree with any of this. And like, I, I see things both ways, but I was just like, forget it, man. It's right. too much thought. There's a, figure it out. If you one, sit yeah. down and talk, there's a common ground, but they're like no. teen emo kids. Right. I won't. Refuse. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point of doing the story if you're not going to have at least one issue where there's a knockdown drag out fight? Right. Well, that's a boring comic book. I yeah. get it, mm -hmm. but it, it was one of those things to where it was like, well, I I agree with both of these characters. Yeah. That was the problem. Like, both I agreed and points. disagreed with both. Yeah. That's why right. I was like, I, I can't really yeah. choose. I kind of see both sides. They should be flipped, but I get why they're not. But besides flipped, that, and, yeah. once we got to Wolverine and the X Men, fun book. Yeah, really fun book. Loved and choir in it. And I I do agree with you. It mm -hmm. it would be the natural progression mm -hmm. of what the mutant mm -hmm. community would do. Yeah. I do want to say, while Choir was my favorite to come out of there, I think Kid Gladiator, definitely secret underdog for best character in that book. So uh, my most satisfying moment would probably be the entire run of New Mutants, also known as X-Men Academy X, 
also known as oh, okay. like those like uh, the, the yeah X-Men. yeah it, it was Rockslide Surge Hellion Vulcan yeah because when I read them it's all new characters right. and I thought the concept was great where originally they were like listen every single like here's a whole bunch of new mutants that are kids don't know how to use their powers so we're gonna give them like a headmaster to follow so like there was a team that would follow like. Emma Frost around a team that would follow like, everybody Cyclops. was like, blues, yeah, stra- uh, put into squads. Yeah, right. you, you had like a Cyclopses squad leader. was called the Corsairs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Emma's was like the Hellions, of course. Right. Uh, and I just thought that was a really cool concept. And you saw the kids actually going through the school, like kids get together and be like, hey, man, you ready for Wolverine's survival class? And they're like, I'm never ready for Wolverine's survival class. Yeah. And you saw kind of cool stuff like that. And then dealing with them having powers and how to use their powers and what the extent of their powers were. And I thought that stuff was awesome. Cause I was like, we keep seeing Cyclops being Cyclops, Wolverine being Wolverine. Hey, here's some new kids, and new powers. And right. they were all new. They were all new powers. We really haven't seen before. At least and most then of a them bunch of them blew because, up because it started that way. Then house of M happened. Yeah. And then we got the whole, no more mutants. Half so of half of them ended up losing their powers. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then what happened? And, and all the now human, Students that lost their powers while they were being shipped out, the uh, purifiers blow up the buses. So with a bazooka, with a bazooka. So so we've got all we've got this murder, but okay. now it's this hodgepodge of all these previous squads. You've got a little bit of the new new mutants, the Hellions, the Corsairs. All of them are now. Mm-hmm. You are now the team that is going to focus on protecting the other kids that are still around here, the younger ones who can't. Yeah. Yeah, because that first yeah. issue, mm-hmm. right after House of M, Emma's like, everybody who still has powers down in the danger room. And it turned into a last man standing fight. And you see some of these kids have power. Like, there was a, a girl named Mercury. Yeah. She, liquid metal. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then you have Rockslide, who you're like, well, what's his Liquid extent? Rocks. Well, no, you, you you find out that that dude can make his like technically he he's just like a celestial entity who makes he, his body out of whatever he ground didn't find is that out it. until later on. Much he later, just thought he was right. like the thing. Yeah, yeah. But then it turns out later on, it's like no, he's a consciousness that actually can put his body back together by using rocks because there was a trip to limbo. His arm that got blown he got, off. He, well, his arm got blown, but he got blown up. Oh yeah. And he rebuilt himself out of limbo rock. Yeah. Okay. And the way that, the way that beast, the, when you find that out, the way beast does it, so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, beast goes, like, well, Hey, Hey, Rockslide, uh, stand there. Hey, Colossus stand right there. Hit him really hard. And, he, and <laughs> Rockslide goes, what? And Colossus punches him so hard. Rockslide explodes. And so Rockslide kind of your voice go, I'm freaking out. And Beast just goes, it, calm down, calm down, concentrate focus on your body and build yourself from what you see around build, you. Build yourself and up he, again. you see rocks kind of come out of the ground and reform. He goes, Oh, that's awesome. And Beast just goes, so my theory was correct. And he's like, you didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know? Then, yeah. Well, not for sure. Like, right. Certain. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. poor rock slide. But right. you're just like, well, that same with is Anole. awesome. Doesn't he get like his arm ripped off? Anole like, gets his arm ripped off. Yeah, it grows in, like a lizard. In, uh, in Limbo again. Yeah. Right. His, okay. his, they his get effed up in Limbo. Well, because I remember rock slide offering to rip off his yeah. other arm. So like, I can rip your other arm off. No, but it'll match. You'll look better. No, because what if it doesn't? But it will. You know it will. Like just lopsided right now. Well, I mean, Tragedy too. Hellion had his forearms ripped off or just disintegrated. Yeah, like he was what holding back a blast. Like an yeah, he ended or up something? he ended up losing his uh, the lower half of his arms. But then like through his telekinesis, he, he had like hands. He had hands, or but gloves. then then I want to say during the Age of X alternate timeline story when uh, things were put back right, I think he got, he got his, his arms hands back. back. Okay, okay. 
But see, uh, like, unfortunately, he's a character that doesn't get utilized enough anymore. Hardly any of them do. He's a guy with a flame mouth, right? No. No, that's Chamber. That Hel- Hellion's the, one, the only guy who, of these new kids, could use uh, telekinesis. He actually had a... Uh, Not telepathy, uh, a, telekinesis. A, right, telekinesis. He actually had a relationship. He was the first person to have a relationship with Laura Kinney, X-23. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, she got introduced to the team because they're like, well, she's kind of a kid. Hang out with these kids. Well, and yeah, they're like, isn't Wolverine's she a trained like, assassin? She needs, <laughs> she, she, needs, she needs to have interaction with, with, with kids yeah. or pe- people her own yeah. age. What was Wolverine's team name? Because I want to pretend it was the, what, what's your team name? We're the Hey Yous. What? Why are you called that? And you just hear off panel, Hey You. Get over no, here. He didn't, they didn't have a team name for him, did they? I cannot remember. Because I remember like there was the New Mutants, there was the Hellions, the Corsairs. Um, were they the Swansons? I think, no, there was like a team that was just like Team Green. Because <laughs> they were like, they I want to like, say like, that, North, that North Star actually called his Omega Flight. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 It's it's a great era of books to go back to and read. It's it's really fun stuff. Definitely, you, that's a great pick. Yeah, like that's, because that's super that, that right there, that is the, the, the characters that I would love to see more of. And I know we keep bringing it up, but I want, until we get more of them, I will continue to bring it up. Good. And we'll continue no, to bring up Maggot. Yeah. Keep and I think Maggot would fit. Oh, he would Maggot fit great. Would fit in with he those could be the team leader of these guys. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, my, geez, satisfying Strikes moment. Go, oh, geez, there's so much. But uh, even even with all of the great storylines, Age of Apocalypse. All right, that right there is a solid reading experience. I feel like still to this day they haven't been able to top it yet. I think like uh, no, tried. they haven't. Like I feel like they've tried and come kind of close, but they've never been able to top that awesome it is, of a story. It is something that is so hard to do nowadays. Well, hell, Flashpoint. We I, I like to think of Flashpoint as DC's version of trying to do an Age of Apocalypse almost twenty years later and failing because Flashpoint is okay, but it's, no but it's not great. My only problem about Age of Apocalypse is the only my first reading of it was in paperback form, uh, and yeah. there was five like volumes, and they're all out of order. Age of Apocalypse is the reason why I started collecting every other title of X-Men book. Okay. Because after Age of Apocalypse ended, everything went back to normal. So now you have all these other books. Well, I have to have the beginnings of all these other books. So, and that that's what led to my rabbit hole obsession going down and having to get all of the back issues. But Age of Apocalypse is, I think, why I am still an X-Men fan because I think I keep waiting for them to top it. Okay. It does have its low points, but I don't really feel X-Men as a whole, and I, I can't speak for right now, has reached a low consecutive point. You know what I mean? There hasn't been like, there might be a bad story or two back or to back. Or story arc, you mean? Yeah, yeah bad okay. story arc. Two, like there might be 20 to 30 issues that might not be great, but I think there's never just this, uh all of this sucks. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's gone back and forth. Sometimes the art's not all that great. Sometimes the writing's not all that great. Or sometimes both. Oh, mm-hmm. well, there are those rare occasions where it's both. Mm-hmm. But I don't... Throughout it all, I've stuck with it. Mm-hmm. I've I've stuck with it through the good, through the bad, and through the, uh, all right, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. All right, that happened. Which then brings us to... Bamf! Most dissatisfying experience with the X-Men. So it's still my turn. So I would have to say, honestly, the end of the current uncanny run that led to Hickman's run, because I had fallen off 
for years. Yeah. And then they Uncanny brings me back with a, a psychic powerhouse fight in X-Man versus Legion. Who doesn't want to see these two guys go to blows? Right. I do. And then after that, they kind of pull the, uh, whoops, all the all the mutants are gone again sort of trick. Right. But then they bring Cyclops and Wolverine back from the dead. To, to, Technicalities. Yes. Uh, I, I kind of like the way they did Cyclops and they explain it, but it was yeah, it was clever. It was. As someone who didn't... The Wolverine, the return of Wolverine, was not, whatever. not so much, but... Right. I, I think I have... I, I'm glad he's back, but yeah. I, why get rid of him anyway? But, I think I have one anyway. of his many death of series, too. <laughs> right. And then now Wolverine and Cyclops have to come together, even though they're at odds, because of course they are. Oh, yeah. And build up whoever's left and get them to protect mutants. and Which there are very little of. Yes. And they're brought together by Blindfold. And like, oh, her story arc is so trash. I actually teared up a bit. The second half of that uncanny run after the quote-unquote X-Men disassembled stuff. Right. That's all dark. Very dark. And... And I loved it. Yes, I dug it immensely. Right now, spoiler alert. The end of the book comes where they have Cerebro attuned to the frequency of everyone. Mm. And what they do, because Emma Frost uses it very quickly to be like, okay, no one sees mutants anymore. Mutants are gone from sight. Hmm. You see, you can, like, you and I will talk, right. but I have no idea you're actually Cyclops. Hmm. She wipes everyone yeah. to give wow. mutants a fresh start. Okay, not well, bad. It, interesting premise. Concept, okay. How will they explain once they start using their powers? Will people see the powers or will right. they just see them? So there, there are angles to go from there. Instead, they defeat the general whose name escapes me and his like two sentinels he has left. Yeah. Because he has like a, he has like a, a MacGuffin blocker. And then Cyclops tells him to put it back on and just put things back the way they were. And it's like, how fucking pedestrian could you be? You have so many options. I understand why they did it, because you can't change a status quo in a universe book. Right. Because what would happen there would have ripple effects, and the other writers might not even care or know that it happened. But that was so disappointing as, as somebody coming back to the book as to what they just told. A, a slobber knocker of these two psychic powerhouses that goes into this dark story of the X-Men coming back together to the triumphant return of everyone. And then, nah, status quo business as usual. And I'm like, yeah. why? And then uh, you get to Hickman's stuff, which which we won't talk about. But Yes, uh, we will we, be talking about it in a future episode. We, we will. It is coming. Uh, yeah, no, I can, I can understand, especially for somebody who was away from the X-Men for so long. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the ride and then the ending fizzles. Right. But and, that and, seems to be Marvel's. Right. And it didn't even feel like it fizzled. It's just non-existent. Uh, yeah. The the ending could have been better, but I also think that it had something to do with the corresponding of the Age of X-Man storyline that was going on concurrently with that stuff. Because that's where all the other mutants presumed dead Come back were. From. They were in a, not an alternate reality, but a. Pocket? pocket reality right. so yeah comics we don't don't play the magic thing i didn't say magic good so that it doesn't get the harp noise good smurfy disappoint uh, me with your disappointing uh x-men uh arcades revenge the video game <laughs> biggest <laughs> biggest upset ever of x-men i've wow. ever seen my entire That's life fair i had forgotten most, all about most that game dis- i was super excited oh my god x-men i think X-Men, most of us tried to forget oh. x-men in a video game i can't wait 
Because the first level, don't forget. But I was like, I get to be Gambit now. Cool. I'm jumping up and down. I have to spend all my cards hitting a giant rolling ball. I hate everything. <laughs> was this before or after Sega's X Men? Because Sega's X Men is good. That no, that was Sega's X Men. That was that was Sega Genesis's X Men Arcade no, no, Revenge. No, that was a Super Nintendo game. Are you sure? Arcade I'm pretty Revenge. Sure was, yes, I'm pretty sure it was for Sega. I mean, it might have been for both, but Sega's right. X Men was been good. Played. Now they came out with a different game afterwards. That was great. Like they learned, like, oh, we really crapped the bed with X Men <laughs> Arcade's Revenge. We better recap ourselves. Yeah, that's something we should talk about one day. X Men. There are all, all the different video games because there are some good ones. Because I mean, like, I mean, I mean, as stories go, you're gonna have your ups and downs. I know they're all not winners, but like, I've never really read a story and was like, I am off X Men for life. Like, I almost was after playing that video game because that was just awful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All I right. mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a fair answer or not, but I I totally agree with you. There were a lot of disappointing X Men video games. Mm-hmm. For me, trying to come up with with most disappointing. Where the X Men is concerned, I would feel like I'd be nitpicking because I can't like pinpoint. Wow, that was utter garbage. The closest thing I I could say came to me going, wow, that was utter garbage, was the most recent Age of X Men stuff. It's X Men, so I I there was no question. Yeah, I'm gonna pick all this up. Yeah, he's literally got X Men in his name. And right, and. I get what they were trying to do with this alternate pocket dimension and getting rid of love and relationships because you get rid of love, relationships, and religion, then people won't have a reason to fight. Right. And I get trying to do the whole sterilized, okay, everybody's a mutant. Uh, children are grown. There is no copulation. There is no coupling. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you you live for the work of doing what you're supposed to do. I get what they were trying to do. It was executed poorly okay. because they treated it in scope like Age of Apocalypse. Okay, and unlike Age of Apocalypse, the books did not come together as well as the Age of Apocalypse stuff did, you could tell the progression from all of these different stories that were going on. It was still building to something else. Whereas Age of X-Men was like, I want to like this, and there are certain things that are good here, right? but there's too much. You, they, they spread it out way too much, and they should have just condensed it and focused on telling a cohesive story instead of trying to tell all these littler stories that are supposed to build to this bigger story. Okay. And I felt that it was just a missed opportunity. If you were a mutant, what would your power be and what side would you be on? Now, for simplicity's sake, we're just going to say X-Men or Brotherhood. We're not right, be right. Like, let's let's mutant, keep it There's simple. no mutant liberation front. Oh, there's yeah, no yeah, Morlocks. Yeah, yeah there's no, no it's nothing. Flip of a coin. You're either with mm. Xavier and his Nation. school. Uh, right, you're either with Xavier's yeah. school or you're with the Brotherhood. We're not the right. Acolytes. Done. Right. Well, technically, they were Magneto. So. You're, but you're they, right, but they, they, weren't the, yeah, yeah. they weren't the Brotherhood. Right. You're not the Marauders, yes. right. Mm-hmm. I would be with Xavier's school. Okay. I would be Mimic. The Mainly the Mimic from Exiles, but I'd still be Mimic. The reason why is because as a kid, I can never... Fully go, Wolverine's it. 
Cyclops does. Always like, man, I want like Gambit's power, but it'd be really kind of cool to shoot optic blasts too. Yeah. And if I could have a healing factor with that, and if I could fly, that'd be also well, awesome. right. Because with Mimic, you for, for those of you who don't know who Mimic is, mm-hmm. in the original X Men comics, he wasn't technically a mutant. He was more of a mutate. Right. He was created by his father, who was a uh, scientist. But Mimic had the ability to absorb and use the powers of five mutants. Yeah, like one fifth of their powers. Right. So, so he, uh, when he was introduced, you know, it was it was back in the early days. It was only the original five. So he had wings. He could shoot blasts. He had he had beasts like agility, strength. Yeah, he had the agility. And uh, he could he could create sub zero temperatures. He couldn't go full on Ice Man, but he could shoot uh, 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 freeze rays out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And he had Marvel Girl's slight telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Cool, but you said you would rather be more like the Exiles right. version who, of correct of of Mimic, who in his universe was a mutant. Yeah, and he was with Xavier. And school. he was actually a member of the, and the team. And he was able to control his powers enough that he could, if he was this near somebody, he could kind of like cipher their power. So like, if he was like, "Man, I need a healing factor," he could go hang out with Deadpool for a while and get Deadpool's healing factor. The only problem Wolverine. was is that he had to give up another one of yes, one of his five, powers. Right? To, yeah, he can only he have only five, five at a time. So like, at one point, he lost Angel's wings to fly because he needed something else, and he was like, "Well, I need to get the ability to fly again." So he hung out with Northstar. Yeah. And was like, uh, I can only go one-fifth the speed of light? That's still pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he even kind of says it like that in the book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's who I would be because I can't decide on any one power. I want five. So five. Five yeah. powers mm-hmm. and you and would definitely be with power the X-Men. minimum and I'd be I'd use my powers five for Five power minimum. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go more if I right, wanted maybe, to. Maybe, maybe my secondary evolution. Yeah. So, yo, your legion. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, sure. No. Uh, but that's why I like Mimic. So and okay. I was like, yeah, that suit me. Be a good guy. Okay. What about you, Pistol? I think I would have to go with Magneto's Brotherhood. And, of course you would. Right? And my character... So, as a kid, I had two characters that I liked. One one of each. Uh-huh. And this... Uh, he never really had a name, but I always liked the idea that he was able to pinpoint weak spots. And like that would be... He could like look at you and be like... Was he a good guy or a bad guy? Bad guy. And he'd be like, okay, where'd you, you have Where'd you find name? him from? No one. I made him up. Oh. I'm sure someone with this power exists. The I'm, ability to see somebody's weakness. There or, is a mutant like that now. I, I've read I, that somewhere. I, I, yeah. Or thing. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a good idea. But that's, that's but still it's, cool essentially, to be able that's an extension. Someone. It's an extension of what Domino's power can do, because she's so lucky that she'll uh, be able to see mm-hmm. the or weakness in something. Or, or even, yeah, yeah, or long shot. Yeah. But I always like that, like... To me, you could just like size a person up and then be like, "Okay, bad knee, bad elbow, right? Go for you know, hit him armpit, armpit, weak, weak knee, done, right? You know, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Typical. I could see me being good friends with Pyro. Me, I <laughs> would. Uh, it's tough, man. This is the ultimate it, question it, for you. It is. Oh, it is extremely tough mm-hmm. because I mean, here I am. I, I'm Mister X. I love the X Men. I love what they stand for, but personality wise, I can't lie to myself <laughs> or to you, the listeners. I've got a mean streak, and no, and that's I'm not talking about mean streak, the mutant from X Men twenty ninety nine. I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have a bit of a mean streak. I, I've got a slight temper. It's why I, where the Ninja Turtles are concerned, I love being. I love Michelangelo for his carefree kid like way. I'm a Raphael, but I also am Raphael mm-hmm. because I have a temper and I like to hit things. Mm-hmm. For good reasons. I don't just hit willy-nilly. That's not the punching bag, man. Right. I this, I this, is, this is true. I feel you. So 
even though I would love to uphold Xavier's ideals, I feel more towards the Brotherhood because it's these humans aren't going to listen to reason. Mm-hmm. We have to make them listen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I feel like I would end up on the Brotherhood, but maybe a version of the Brotherhood that wasn't so no bloodthirsty. no 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 just Brotherhood. There's been plenty of versions. There has been, though. but we're See, talking major. You know what? The, you, oh oh, you got to think about it. Side side point. Oh side. Point. Would you look human? Or I still haven't even said what yeah. my power is. Oh, now you're fine, changing fine. the rules on us. No, so I'm you're adding, adding a third part. He's yeah, adding a third part. Yes. Well, you just is kind of you're kind of describing Wolverine, who's a good guy at Xavier School. Come join the good side. There's that that little bit of we uh, can hold on hey, to my humanity. Join Xavier School. I'm not we we have cookies. I want to be saber we have cookies. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> more Do what you want. Because my powers, my powers, I would, I would definitely want Magneto's powers. I mean, okay. telepathy is great. You can make people do what you want. But I don't want to force people to do things that they don't want to do. That's good. I, there I are way too many. There are way too many telepaths in the Marvel universe that force people to do things. And that's, that's that whole, that's a violation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to violate anybody. I'm not that evil, but I do want to manipulate you mm-hmm. physically. Okay. And, and by having, and I don't want just telekinesis because I find that just too limiting. Magnetism is where it's at because guess what? What? The whole planet. You've got magnet there, poles, magnet we, north, north, north and south, south, right? Baby, I can, there's metal in everything. So you could be Polaris's son. There you go, no. Buddy. No, he said he wants to be Magneto. I would dude. be... Listen. On par... I would be Magneto's son. There you go. His mm-hmm. real son. Okay. Because he doesn't have one. Would you call yourself, <laughs> would you call yourself Magnite? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so now the added question The added question is, that I just thought of... What would you look like, human or, or other? Other. Because when I always envisioned this character, he was... The best way I could describe it is... Uh, a tiefling from D and D. Okay. Horns, ears, okay. different color skin, yeah. and a tail. And like he would always wear a hood. Oh, I had Adventures of this guy and Junk Pile, the other one. And I always liked him because he was more of a thief, too. Because it wasn't just people he could he could um, he could see weaknesses in. It was mm-hmm. like machines and things like that. So like, if he was hungry, he could go to a vending machine and figure out like if I hit hit it right here, boom, yeah, free style, free yeah. Snickers. Yes. Yep. Like <laughs> just the font style, like mm-hmm. that. Well, what are you, Smurfy? Would you? Oh, uh, I'd definitely be human. Look okay. human. Mm-hmm. Odd human, brown hair, spiky hair. Probably. I don't know why I was. So you would just look me. like you. Pretty much, except uh, metal skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Buffer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's it. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think I would go human, just because. Okay. See, right. I, yeah, I guess, you don't have to have a reason. Well, why, growing yeah. up with like the cartoons, man, like yeah, I always figured if you were like defo- like a deformed mutant, you were a Morlock in the tunnel, mm-hmm. and they weren't in Xavier School or a Brotherhood. Member, well, some like of Toad, them, yeah. I mean, uh, but even Blob, but even Toad, Beast Crawler, is a great even yeah, when Toad first started out, he was, I mean, hu- humanoid esque. He, he wasn't was, that grotesque. You know, he, wasn't he, he had some warts. Grotesque, sort of, but, but he was off looking. Well, yeah, right. but so, so technically, so was Wolverine, and, and you know, because he was supposed to be a short guy, not six foot tall and ripped. Right. But, I mean, well, he yeah. was still ripped, but and he was hairy. Just short. He was like what right. five foot five. Yeah, yeah so but like he could four. still pass as human right, humanoid, with right. weird hair. Yes, yeah, he is yeah. a hairy dude. He was Robin Williams. It's cool. If you could change one thing about the X Men, what would it be? I think I, I already touched on this, but mine would be I would allow them to progress. They are essentially static because money. Because money and money and money. Mm-hmm. But I think the perfect progression for them is 
to take on mentor roles, Wolverine and the X-Men. The X-Men would start their own school. Charles would have died off one of the million times he's fake died. And then they would have picked up the mantle. And then they would have trained the next generation. The Hellions, the, the Rockslides, the Quentin Choirs, the Anoles. And then you can still have them go on adventures. But maybe it's kind of a mix now. It's a half bag. It's half the new students and maybe some of the old X-Men. And then right, the X-Men yeah. weed out until you need them all to come back together. Yeah. But that would be it, honestly. Progression. Like, I, I understand why you can't because comic books and money. Money, money, money. Well, because these characters, the the old mainstays, are recognizable. Right. And they'll make more money, at least in their minds, than these other characters that aren't as well established. Even though some of these characters have been around for 10, 15, 20 years. And see, I'll cross over with my wrestling stuff. If you don't build new stars, nostalgia will run out. Mm-hmm. And if you can't consistently deliver on these storylines... Yeah. Money will run out. So that's why I feel like a lack of progression because Sam Wilson can't be Captain America anymore because Steve Rogers is back because the movies. Okay, I can give you a little give and take here. You want to stay current with what pop culture has. the whole reason we have a podcast. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But you have to allow stories to have a progression and an end. Everything ends and you can't fight that. I love the Technically, idea. Technically, you're right. right. Everything ends except in comic, but long form comic books, because the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. has been around for 80 years oh, mm-hmm. and it hasn't ended yet. True, but to me, the universe can still roll. Right. And I love right. the idea, the the conspiracy that the reason nothing really changes in the Marvel Universe is because Franklin Richards is so powerful. He doesn't want anything to change. And I know that's not an X-Man thing, but like... Right. Well, he is a mutant. Yeah, he's a mutant. mutant. But I do like that theory because it makes the most sense to me. Because I I feel there is eventually more money and worth in progressing a story than staying static with it. Well, eventually they're going to have to because there's only so many times you could tell the same Wolverine story over and over again or the same Storm story over and over again. It's it's one of the things that I loved about the mid-2000s, I would say, of Marvel Comics, the legacy era, the all-new, all-different stuff. Right. When you had Sam Wilson as Captain America, when you had Jane Foster as Thor, mm-hmm. there was a legacy happening. It was, we can let some of these characters sit down and rest for a while and still tell Captain America stories, right. just not... Steve Rogers, Captain America stories. Because we have plenty of those already. Right. It, it's, it's, and I know, Smurfy, you, uh, you, you're still reading, you're getting caught up on X-Men Gold and Blue and Red. It's one of the reasons why I felt X-Men Gold kind of fell a little flat. It wasn't at, bad. At the, at the it, end. At the end, it did. It, but, but progressively, it's because, uh, for me, and this is just for me, it's like, old man Logan is a cool character in a small dose right but when you bring him in to just replace yeah regular logan because you have to have a wolverine, wolverine type character on your x-men team and you can't use one of the 15 you've already have yeah you can't throw an x-23 instead right it, it, exactly Sabertooth. that's the thing yeah i've always felt that 
let some of these more recognizable characters take the back seat and let all of these other newer characters that you've introduced. And hell, I'm even talking about characters from the original New Mutants. I'm talking about characters from Generation X. Let them progress. Stop giving them a moment to shine and then put them right back in the closet again. I am right there with you. My thing to change would be progress. I would say on board with both you guys, but what I would do, have if you like the nostalgia, have one comic that is just the old school team. Hey, you like the X-Men? You like Wolverine and Cyclops and Angel? Great. That is the X-Men book. Oh, you want some of the new guys? That will be the uncanny X-Men where we'll have rock slide and null led by somebody you yeah, know yeah. like have it be both yeah you're not gonna have, like one book will outsell the other book but who cares you're giving us everything we want you have progression going on where these new characters are fighting and now if you have a crossover it makes sense where instead it's like wolverine's an uncanny and regular x-men and x-men legacy in his own book how is wolverine <laughs> everywhere you're telling me there's no other wolverines well no we have seven wolverines why are you still just using Logan? Let the dude take a breather. Get a bottle of water, dude. Have a beer, Coke, and a smile. Yeah, there like, was, there was a lot of that. Uh, Logan was overused a lot. Storm. Yep. Psylocke. Yep. They're all Deadpool on every team. And was I was like... I was in a lot of X-Men. Yes. And, and I remember when I picked up the comics back in, like the, I guess it was around like the 290s-ish or whatever, you had a team where it was specifically, these six X-Men are on this team. These other six are on this team. And that's how it is for a while. Yeah. And if you needed, like, oh, we need Rogue to be on this mission, her team's coming over as a crossover. Do that. That way you can still right. kind of grow if you want. And people who are like, I fear change. I want my old school X-Men back. Great, you got him, dude. That's that book for you. Mm-hmm. People who want something new and watch characters progress, you have a whole different book. We well, have four X-Men a, titles. Right, and you've got a book the characters. that maybe in Uncanny, that's the globetrotting team. They'll travel the world, whereas yeah. X-Men will be close to home. So if you're be if, the Manhattan if, if you're in Manhattan right. you, or if you're in Westchester, it'll be shit that happens in New York or a, maybe going up into Canada or something like astonishing, that. Astonishing. Maybe they just go the states. See, and, yeah. that's, and that's what I'm saying. And you can have different characters in different teams. West Coast X-Men, right. man. And you get... They tried that. There was, it was yeah. the utopia. Who was years. addicted to Oreos? That <laughs> doesn't work if one of the characters no. is addicted to Oreos. But I mean, like, because like X Men International. Well, like, so let's do the X Men. Yeah, there we go. What was it? One Gold? punch. They brought like Glob back. Cool. A new character we haven't seen. Oh, Herman Glob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glob, Glob Herman. It's cool. Yeah, and you're like great. You're like a new character. They don't do a whole lot with them, and you're like, man, stop giving us like a little taste. Stop giving us an appetizer. Yeah, Put but them then on Glob team. became like the hot character. Glob was See? everywhere over the last like five years. Yeah, okay, because mm-hmm. and, and he is a actually I would actually I would have to say. Wolverine and the X-Men slash Spider-Man and the X-Men kind of built Glob up Up, to be Mm -hmm. a a character to recognize again. Yeah. Because he was just a throw another throwaway character created by Grant Morrison during his run. Yeah. Yeah, He looked you can see right through him. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Ah. But then they actually made him a character. They made him a heavy hitter yeah. too. Where's Rockslide at, man? Armor is a Armor great is a character. another great character. I, I wish the, Armor keeps on flip flopping, yeah, right? Because it's like, okay, you're the new Kitty Pride, you're the yeah. new Jubilee, mm-hmm. and then no, it's like you're an X Man, you're a heavy hitter. Oh no, you're just a student again, and you're, yeah. you're, we'll show. That's the one of the most annoying you know things they yeah. did they in did, Uncanny X Men. They do it a lot with a lot of characters. They did it with yeah. Rockslide for a while. He'd hang out with the main team, and they're like, "No, you're still just a kid. Go sit back down." Right. And it's like, dude. So I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. Progress doing this shit. Right. Progress. Progress them. Get them up there. Build your stars. I can't go on enough. Like, hey man, if the if the book's not selling. 
get a new rider team on there. But don't be like, all right, we'll get rid of the team, and here comes Gambit, Wolverine, Cyclops again. Mm -hmm. You're like, they're already in three other books. I mean, you have enough popular X-Men that you could split the main five to two like three different right. books yeah. with other characters. And they did Bring that for back a, McGon. Well, and they did that I for a while. I need that and sexy was, nude nymph. They did that and it was great, but they kind of ran out of what to do with the story. And it's like, well, get a different writing team. Yeah, on that's, it then, that's man. not the like, character's fault. Right. <laughs> right. Because remember, yeah. you, you that's had, not that's the when, fake like, character's Juggernaut, fault. That's when like Juggernaut was a good guy and you had some really good teams with really weird combinations Psylocke that worked. was there. There okay. was Juggernaut was a good guy in the X Men. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he didn't reformed. Have the crystal. Yeah, yeah, he goes he back reformed, and forth a couple of times. But like those reforms and uncanny. Well, still, I'm saying those are fun stories. I was like, that's what you do if you mix it up. Those were our experiences and exposures to the X-Men. But we want to know about your exposures. We would love to hear from you. Go on to all of our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or uh, visit our website over at MyBigFatPullList.com. And let us know. Fill out the contact form. Send us an email. Post on the Facey page. Tell us. Your experiences with the X-Men. We're so glad that you decided to take the time and listen to us go through our experiences with the uh, Marvel's Merry Mutants. We've talked about it in previous episodes. There will be a review of the current Jonathan Hickman taking over the X-Line and all of his stuff. Uh, I realize that there are some people that may need a primer for what came before Hickman to understand specifically my position on the changes to continuity and characters that have been made in Hickman's run. So instead of just a regular old episode, we are going to be presenting later this year, spring 2020, my big fat pullist presents a podcast miniseries focusing on the X-Men which will culminate in an episode completely devoted to a look at the Jonathan Hickman corner of the X-Men universe and the first round of the Dawn of X books. So be on the lookout for that later this year. Until next time, I am Mr. X. The ever-exciting Pistol Danger. Uncanny Smurfy over here. And we will see you in the danger room for training, fellow mutants. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks you can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics breaking news stories and glimpses into our everyday geek lives until next time keep your turtle shells waxed <laughs> your power rings charged and your proton packs prime Ooh, what's this do no smurfy not the containment unit!
Yeah, we don't want to get sued, Mm-mm. and we yeah. we might for that, but I'm <laughs> willing to risk it. I changed enough there at the end, and you know what? Messed up. You know what? And... <laughs> come get us, Mickey. Right. Come, come on. We're, we're ready for you. You can kill Pooh, but you can't kill us. That's right. We will not go down like Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute, Pooh. Oh, poop, poop I joke. made a Pooh yeah. joke. Poo joke.